Hi there, humans. Uh, this is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com and healingsuicide.com. And this is a, an audio alone uh, forecast uh, for uh, the sun's trek through Capricorn. So starting uh, uh, December 21st, 2020 for, the, for that solar month uh, that takes us into 2021. And uh, this used to be part of my subscription service, my monthly subscription service. And then I decided to open it up uh, to do some just to, to, to share with more people the depth that I go into with my forecasts. Um, and you can subscribe monthly or yearly through tdjacobs.com. Look for the subscription service page. And um, there's forecasts and a bunch of perk rates for everything I offer, and also uh, classes uh, a number of times a year, including some mini-readings for everyone who opts in. So when I do these sun forecasts, I like to um, uh, spend some time focusing on the transition from the previous sign to the next sign. So in this case from Sagittarius, where it's been for about 30 days, into Capricorn. And this uh, will apply to your your thinking and your learning about, you know, uh, interpreting any planet going from Sagittarius to Capricorn. But when the sun's there, the giant flashlight in the sky is putting our attention on this way of being, Sagittarius, this way of living, this way of responding to the world. These kinds of motivations that a sign uh, represents and contains. So when the sun is in Sagittarius, we see either, um, you know, new horizons, we have big ideas, or we notice our limitations, if we're not letting ourselves uh, notice big things or think big thoughts or brainstorm or daydream. A uh, sun in Sagittarius can highlight intuition and hunches and how we perceive we know things but can't really explain it and that gets into issues about belief where when we're in that groove we you know sometimes think that our beliefs are truths because they resonate with something inside of us and so we feel aligned with it and it feels true uh, but when the sun is in Sagittarius sometimes the emphasis is on understanding the difference between fact and belief um, the transiting south node uh, is in Sagittarius, and so we are having quite a lot of emphasis uh, in our collective and maybe in, in individual space spaces about um, the emphasis on belief and people believing things but not doing research on facts and data. People saying there are facts here when it's actually data points or talking points of their beliefs or what they would like to be true. Like, there are facts and then there are things that are not facts, and you can't no. Anyway, so um, you can't equivocate that way and still be based in reality. And that's the sun has been in Sagittarius for a month, so we've had that. We've had that view. Um, also, this idea of a planet in Sagittarius wants to expand. It wants to be bigger. So, if you have an impulse to grow something, to fill up a space, to um, you know really expand, like I said earlier, expand your horizons or new horizons, um, to have new experience. And the search, when the sun's in Sagittarius, it's a search for truth. And so there are lots of things that say, I have the truth, or this book, this system, uh, offers you the truth. And so part of this is in exploring uh, your beliefs and how, frankly, susceptible you may be to being hoodwinked. <laughs> like a like a good a good con man is a Sagittarius kind of energy. Somebody who um, promises you everything, 
and then can't deliver or whatever. That's a Sagittarius idea, snake oil salesman. Sometimes that's a Libra thing too, but it's a Sagittarius thing. Uh, like, trust me, I alone can fix it is one example, that, that kind of idea. So when, it's in, when the sun's in Sagittarius, it's putting light on all these issues. And it's um, making you realize that you want to expand, or you want to believe, or you need to feel like your impact is bigger. So there's a, this whole expansion thing. And like I said, it can be about reaching for new things, or searching for the truth. Um, and it can be very idealistic and sometimes ungrounded, and it's important for us to get grounded, and it's good to believe things, and, and you can't get away from it. As a human, it's a, integral to your being. Um, but I always emphasize, especially because of this nodal uh, thing with the south, the transiting south and Sagittarius, and I did a video on this recently. If you look up um, something like a belief versus data, is the if you just look up belief on my channel, belief in data, you'll find it. And um, I talk about the transiting nodes square Neptune and Pisces as, as part of this. So I go into depth in there. I'll encourage you to, to go check that out. Um, but anyway, it may not be grounded. And you may feel filled with the spirit, right? Enthused and inspired. And uh, one of the things I say about Sagittarius energy and Jupiter energy is that... Um, it's brainstorming, it's daydreaming, it's imagining possibilities, and it's really important not to cut off our imagination. So it's really important to allow those that part of us, but I would say from a grounded place, so that when you look at what you wrote down later, and you say, oh my god, all these things are ridiculous. You know, you don't judge yourself, but you, but you have a realistic view on, you know, what of those things are feasible which ones were grounded, which ones can actually work. So in Sagittarius, there's a reaching, an expansion, you know, uh, I'm trying to tune into my gut instinct, I really want to learn how to, you know, be intuitive or trust myself and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's a search for truth. What is true? But in Sagittarius, you might not find it. <laughs> Ideally, in the long run, when you're living a Pisces story, you feel like shaken, open to truth in this direct experience way. But in Sagittarius, you're seeking the direct experience of truth, the divine, what is right, what is real, and, and you might not find it. So one of the keys to, to Sagittarius, where you might have noticed over the last month, you and other people, that, like I said, it's good to believe things. We can't help it. But if we're not grounded or if we're wishful thinking, or we're only available to look at what we already th believed was true or wanted to be true. That's the trap of Sagittarius. Wishful thinking, con man energy, you know, trust me, I, can, I alone can save it, whatever. So they're going to Capricorn. And a Capricorn is an earth sign, of course. Sagittarius is fire, so there's that inspiration and uh, an, an impulsive energy of Sagittarius wanting to believe something. Uh, in Capricorn, there's an emphasis on how things actually are. The, the ingress to Capricorn of the sun puts a giant flashlight on the, in the sky on as a reality check on, uh, well, you know, reality. <laughs> so, this transition, um, you know, culturally speaking, if you're somebody who lives in a part of the world where 
there's quite a lot of um, activity around uh, December holidays, Christmas, whatever. If you are, um, you know, in a part of the world and, and feeling affected by that directly, what you'll notice is the uh, sun goes into Capricorn, you know, two, three, four days before, this this year, four days before um, that holiday. So right now we're in a pandemic and some of us are locked down and trying to socially distance, so maybe not having the social life that we would in other years regarding the holiday stuff. But every year when the sun enters Capricorn, there's a reality check. So you might have been running around during Sagittarius, uh, which includes Thanksgiving here in the U.S., by the way. So there's, there's kind of two holidays where people are traveling and running around and getting together. Um, but, but when it goes into Capricorn, there's a need for inner reflection, and you'll feel it. You will lose some interest in being on the go. Because the Capricorn thing says... Um, wow, look at what I'm feeling or what I'm experiencing or how much time I, I'm spending on these things. And that kind of leads me to the idea of the, the winter, the, the reality of the winter solstice and some, and some brief ideas at all that I'll share with you. Um, it, it's, it's when there is um, the least amount of daylight, at least in the northern hemisphere, and that's kind of my reference point. And, um, and so there is a time of quiet. You know, the, the rebirth of the solar principle, you know, this is, which is why, you know, Christmas or the birth of Jesus was tacked onto it, you know, uh, to kind of like not have the, the transition into uh, a dominant, you know, Christianity, you know, spreading in the world without totally abandoning the rituals of, of uh, previous peoples to reduce the culture shock a little bit by taking this rebirth of the solar principle uh, and talking about the, the birth of the Son of God, etc. I think you all know that story. Um, so anyway, when the sun goes into Capricorn, there's a reality check. And it's important to honor what you need. And if that means being quiet, then that's what you need to do. If it means focusing on details uh, in a Capricorn way of building something for the long run, if it means realizing you feel a bit spent or overstretched, or st I guess, yeah, stretched or overspent, then it's in regrouping and looking at what you need. And, uh, you know, Capricorn's part of the nurturing axis of the, the, the sign pair Cancer Capricorn. And Cancer, Cancerian nurturing is very different. Uh, you know, um, listen to your trouble, feed you, give you a hug. Capricorn nurturing is, okay, what do we need to do to help you become strong and healthy and productive? So you might notice now what you need, and it might go against the social calendar. Again, we're in a different time right now with the pandemic. But so the sun shining, the, the its its attention, its spotlight on Capricorn issues of motivations, it's time to get serious about something. Uh, we also have the whole uh, New Year's resolution thing, which I think is dying out and has been for some years. But I remember being a kid, and it was everywhere people and their resolutions. Um, but I think people don't always give themselves the opportunity to, uh, to, see as, to see themselves as a work in progress, which Capricorn as an Earth sign will want you to do. Right? Ruled by Saturn. We think Saturn's negative. The hardship, the rules, the, uh, the difficulty and the, the systems and the you know, it's dehumanizing, or it's not fun, right? Or it's it's structured and disciplined, and I don't want to have discipline. 
Um, but in fact, it says, Capricorn Energy says, okay, great, how can I improve this thing in the long run? Which may involve some sacrifices. So then we head into, you know, the new year and have these resolutions, and then a lot of them don't stick. And then we might judge and, or judge ourselves and blame ourselves. Well, there's a, you know, an opportunity to see the human tendency or your personal tendency to be judging of yourself, Capricorn. So can you, and I'd offer you this image, can you let yourself be a work in progress and realistically assess where you are in your life without judgment? I mean, yeah, like uh, this thing isn't working or yeah, that place, that thing is, you know, uh, needs attention or this room is a mess or this desk is a mess or whatever it is. Um, or yeah, I have this list of things and I'm not doing them, the, the productivity, you know, idea. Okay, great. Well, Capricorn as a teacher can can have you slow down and do one thing at a time with your full attention. So you work methodically through things when the sun is in Capricorn, or you're seeing the need to. And part of you might say, yeah, but I'm tired now. Well, what were you doing during the month of Sagittarius? Were you running around? Were you searching for things? So anyway, if you overdid Sagittarius, when it gets into Capricorn, there's a natural tendency to be exhausted and go inward and and then judge the self for not being as productive. I would I would love if everybody had the a healthy view of Capricorn and the Saturn archetype. Um, this is actually um, you know transforming the inner judge and critic that can be harsh and unforgiving into a helpful mentor, parent, or coach or, or counselor. This is why I wrote my book Saturn Returns. Uh, thinking astrologically. Obviously in the name it's about Saturn Returns, but the opening sections of the book are really, are, are completely about transforming how you relate to that energy. I kind of wrote it, um, it was kind of like in between other planned projects, and I wrote it, and so I kind of forget about it, but I'm trying to remember to promote it now because um, uh, lots of talk about Saturn energy uh, in astrology. So anyway, if you're curious about Saturn Returns, it's a great book, but it's more it's good for all of us to transform that inner archetype. Where if I didn't, you know, I say, oh, I'm going to do this thing by Tuesday. Like me in the post office right now, I'm having this because <laughs> my sleep schedule's off, and if you go to the post office, not first thing in the morning, the line is crazy, especially now we're on the holidays. Uh, the other day I waited in line an hour to ship four crystal packages, uh, to clients. Um, so, um, it's just kind of, cause I wasn't, it was there at noon. I wasn't there, uh, first thing in the morning cause my sleep was messed up. So, anyway, so then part of me goes, Oh my gosh, this lady ordered the thing two, three weeks ago. And, ah, um, well, okay. Let me do one thing at a time and let me figure it out. And, and that, that, you know, let me not judge myself because I wasn't able to do everything my brain said I should be able to do. And so that, that Saturn Returns book has those opening uh, chapters, uh, really important for transforming that archetype. Because how are you going to become somebody who's competent if you're judging yourself all the time? So anyway, okay. So, so Sun going into Capricorn puts our attention on what we could be doing better, how much we feel worthy and competent, and that relates to these things on our to-do lists, right? and uh, how we actually do things and pay attention to things. If we feel mature and confident, like I said, competent, but also confident to be in charge of something or our lives or our time. And so the sun going into Capricorn is also a lot about 
where we are in the process of developing self-respect. A lot of living through Capricorn can be about being aware of how others do or don't respect us. But our task with Capricorn is to not wait for approval from others, but to become good at things on our own, for our own reasons. Like, I don't want to be a great math teacher so I look smart. I want to be a good astrologer because it's because it matters to me. So I'm not waiting, and I'm not I'm not doing astrology waiting for if people approve of me. I'm doing what I love, and if they don't like it, if they do like it, I read their comments and then we move on. Like like I'm always trying to be a better astrologer because I love doing it. Same with being a channel, uh, medium, all that kind of stuff. So if you feel like the wind taken out of your sails a little bit, as of uh, the 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 winter solstice takes place uh, or took place. I'm actually recording this a few hours later, uh, December twenty first, Monday, December twenty first at two or three a.m. Pacific time, and Mercury had entered Capricorn just before. But if you feel like the wind taken out of your sails, use it as an opportunity not to judge yourself because you're not productive, or you couldn't maintain a focus, but recognize that yes, you are being affected by the stars. Astrology really works. Uh, so the the uh, rebirth of the solar principle requires that it peters out or dies, that it fades. So if at the solstice you're like, oh man, I'm tired. Yeah, of course. Welcome to Earth. Okay, so let's move into looking at some of the aspects. Um, for the first week of the solar month, the sun uh, the sun is with Mercury for, for weeks, but for the first... Uh, uh, week of the solar month, Sun and Mercury, square, Chiron, and Aries, and then trine Uranus and Taurus, because those are still semi-sextile. They're still about, you know, roughly 30 degrees away from each other, give or take a few. Um, so Sun and Capricorn with Mercury, squaring Chiron and Aries, which is still kind of slow. It just uh, stationed direct um, mid-December, so like a week or so ago. And... Um, Sun of Capricorn says, realistically speaking, what's going on? What do you need to do? How can you build something better? Square is tension or friction, and that's with Chiron and Aries, which is, I don't know if I should be too assertive. I mean, I think assertive can be aggressive, so I don't want to, I don't know, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. And Sun of Capricorn says, do you want something? And the Chiron and Aries goes, but I don't want to step on anybody's toes. So Sun in, Sun in Capricorn wants you to stop... Um, uh, what's the right phrase? Being wishy-washy about what you want. And how I like to teach this is being um, clear about your sensitivities, your vulnerability, Chiron idea, your sensitivities to others' energies. Like, like I understand if I say something to somebody that might affect them, but really having good boundaries and not being wishy-washy. So being sensitive and willing to adapt, but not being wishy-washy. So like if I'm going to say something to my partner, and I might know this kind of thing. You know, she might have a reaction. Well, let me not keep my mouth shut and therefore have, like, pressure build up behind, this, behind the scenes. Let me say, you know what? I need to say something and you might not like it. And she does that. She did that the other day to me. Well, she didn't do it to me. She said something <laughs> yesterday. She said, you know, I don't say things often like this, but this is what I want to say to you about you. <laughs> about my experience of you is actually what it was. But I thought it was funny to say it the other way. Um, so yeah, so be honest, be truthful, so you're not building up steam. 
you're not building up pressure behind the scenes that later might pop and that could be what happens if you have been holding something in because the Sun in Capricorn with Mercury says I gotta own my authority here I gotta do this thing and I'm sensitive to what you're doing I don't want to hold myself back because I know that so anyway so um, let that happen let, let those words come out and be honest and grounded and realize you can say anything if you say it with generosity of spirit from a grounded place like with compassion you're much more able to get through to people. So check your defensiveness uh, and others' defensiveness and, and just kind of learn to work with it from a mature place without the walls and defenses and, and assumptions that sometimes are very frustrating when we don't want to hurt people but have to say or do things. Okay. Then uh, trying uh, Uranus and Taurus, of course. Uranus and Taurus has been there uh, off and on since... Uh, earlier in 2018 um, and I think of Uranus and Taurus these days as um, basically freeing yourself to focus on what matters to you most so Sun in Capricorn says I gotta be authoritative I gotta be mature I gotta be realistic and uh, it's trying Uranus and Taurus so this may not be inspiration but it might be clarity on plans like it might not be a ton of new ideas. It could be. But it could also just be streamlining and tightening things up from a rational, logical perspective. How do I do this? What's the right way to do this? Uh, like for me, I'm, I'm finalizing the design of a, of a course. And I'm like, how many people? Six people? Eight people? Ten people? You know, and I'm expecting to have some clarity uh, soon about it because of, you know, because of aspects like this where part of me says, well, if I do it with six people, then do I have time to do this if I have ten people? You know, and kind of working through those details, some clarity about the right way to move forward uh, from a grounded, clear, logical place. Uh, then let's talk about the, um, the Cancer Full Moon, Tuesday, December 29th at 7.28 p.m. Pacific Time uh, at 8 Cancer 53. So let me just pull that chart up. I can find it. Yeah, there it is. December Okay. So, um, yeah. Okay, so 853 Cancer is where the moon is. So, so the sun's in Capricorn, uh, and it is still, uh, it's six degrees away from Mercury, so this is toward the end of their time together. So there's a lot of stuff about logic and plans, and practicality and realism and maturity, and maybe about judgment. Maybe you're, you know, part of you is like uh, pressuring another part of you to be productive, right? That, that, you know, it's possible here if you have that, if you have that uh, puritanical work ethic thing going on for you. Um, the Cancer uh, full moon brings in this perspective of, but I need to do this. Like the, the moon in a full moon always asks you to pause or, um, uh, you know, be aware of the human reality of something or what it feels like or what you need. It's kind of like the logic, the op the obvious thing is the sun, the, the giant flashlight of conscious awareness. And then the moon comes up and is like, wait a minute, this other thing is real too. So it could feel sometimes like being slowed down by emotions, especially here in Cancer. If you have suppressed anything, it's, it wants to come up. If somebody has been rule-based with you and you just want to hug, it, this will come up, or vice versa. <laughs> you know, somebody could say, um, can we talk for a few minutes? And the other person says, um, 
like in a personal relationship, not a stranger at a store. <laughs> and one person says, can we talk for a few minutes? And the person goes, yes. Second person goes, I wanted to talk about our plans for February because blah, 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 blah. And the first person said, can I just have a hug for a minute? <laughs> that's this guy's stereotypical and silly and, and, and a little bit of a cartoon, but that's that's like what this is like. It can also be you need time away from structure and plans to nurture something within yourself. You may notice that you're being productive. And the third thing is you may notice you're being productive, but you're not paying attention to your body. Like what if you're not drinking enough water? And while you've sometimes forgotten that and noticed it, now it's really obvious. Like what it feels like in your body because you didn't have enough water. Or or the right uh, you know nourishment regarding food substances or whatever. And it's also about how to deal with emotions and feeling. You might have a welling up. Like full moons, of course, are famous for, you know, causing lunacy and creating lunatics. Um, the stress of something coming to the surface can fill us up, you know, the feeling itself, the wave of energy trying to break, to crest and break. And in this case, it could be about your needs or you feeling um, nurtured or supported and unconditionally loved from past or present. So maybe there are rules and structure in our plans for February, and you're like, yeah, I just need to cuddle. Okay. Or, um, like, I've had this just as, uh, not in, in line with this lunation, but, but my whole life I have not um, been a soup eater. <laughs> but, of course, of course, my family had soup all the time when I was a kid. And recently I... I just really wanted some soup and it was a weird thing and it was like I just I just wanted it and needed it. Was it related to childhood memories? I don't know. But whatever it was, it was something out of the ordinary or not my norm and I needed to insert it for a comforting nurturing feeling. And it was really good. <laughs> I have low expectations for soups, but this one was really good. I I was just think like people just throw stuff. <laughs> you know, like I have this image of a um, geez, oh, I can't remember the name of the novel, but some novel, um, about World War One. uh, written shortly after it by, uh, by a, by a writer who had been a soldier in, uh, and it was in Germany, and he's just talking about, um, throwing everything in, you know, he's just like, whatever you had, you, you, th you threw it in, and if it was just potatoes, well, then you had potatoes, anyway, so I just always think of, like, soup as like a, like a, uh, like a lame, yeah, anyway, so so anyway, so I recently enjoyed soup. <laughs> okay, so um, the the uh, lunation, uh, the the full moon is squared by Chiron and Aries. So that whole thing I was mentioning uh, earlier about Sun square Chiron, and this will be exact, you know, three and a half days before this. But this is in play, you know, assertiveness, um, and I'd say I'd say boundaries are huge here because. Because somebody's going to want or need something emotionally and not be sure if he or she can ask for it. Now, sometimes you're going to ask for it and then realize you really need to take care of it yourself. And you'll say, I feel empowered right now because I feel responsible for my own emotions and feelings. And sometimes you'll ask for something and uh, someone will say, you know what, you need to do that yourself. And you'll say, okay, I will try to be empowered about dealing with my emotions and needs. The, the point isn't if someone does something for you. Or again, the other side of it, if you do something for someone else, the point is that you acknowledge what you need and validate it. 
And if no one can do it or no one wants to, or it's a weird boundary issue, then take care of yourself. This uh, full moon is also sextile retrograde Uranus and Taurus. It's it's recently stationed, so it's kind of moving slowly. And what I'm what I want to say about this is um, uh, the 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 that feeling, that need, that openness is triggered by you know if you feel that you haven't made changes or you feel stuck, this is going to exacerbate this wave trying to break and crest. So the emotion might be fuller. The need might be about independence because you feel trapped about something, right? You Maybe you feel trapped that you can't use your time in the way that you want. Uranus and Taurus, like, really slow, uh, having stationed. And maybe you're, you know, when something comes up, you want to tend to it yourself. And, the, and, and there we go with the idea of boundaries. Well, what if you're feeling something and somebody who likes or loves you is trying to help you and fix it, and you're just like, dude, stand back. Like, you know, you might be just realizing you need to take care of it. That would be the, that would be a really good thing, but it could be accompanied with either people not meeting your needs, like I said, with Square to Chiron, or people trying to help you and you feeling like prickly because you need your space. Whatever it is, the ultimate goal is that you validate your own feelings and needs, and therefore you don't ignore things. You acknowledge and you validate. And if somebody else goes... I don't know why you feel that way. I don't know why you have to be like that. You have to validate it for yourself. It's not about anybody else. It's about your own relationship with your energy field, your emotions, your consciousness. All right, cool. Let's move on. Um, yeah, actually, the next thing on my list is the Capricorn New Moon. So let me um, pull that up. So that takes place... Tuesday, January 12th, 2021, uh, 9.01 p.m. Pacific Time. And that's in Capricorn, pretty tightly conjunct Pluto. So, and therefore, um, a square Eris. So a new moon is for, you know, a chance for a new beginning, or a, it's a realization. And I like to think of it in Judy and the Channel Meditations, um, which are part of the subscription service, but also you can get them on Patreon separately uh, if you look up uh, Tom Jacobs on Patreon. But who talks about um, something's trying to come out of you. Something's trying to... Uh, that soup you ate. No, he's, something, something's trying to be birthed from within you, like a new uh, a step in a new direction, a new project, a new behavior, a new way of being, a new attitude, a new way of treating yourself, right? And so in Capricorn, it's a lot about... Um, and, and you might not know what it is at first. That's part of the key to how Hermes Judy talks about this. It can feel like you're stumbling or bumbling around in the dark, and you're just realizing, I, I don't know where I'm going to step next, but I guess it feels like I should go right. And then you bump into something and say, well, I mean, maybe, maybe that's right. Maybe I need to turn around. And you find out after the new moon, it starts to come into shape regarding how your consciousness can grasp it. But there's something that may inspire you or try to come out of you or a natural rhythm that might start flowing. So in Capricorn, it's about being in charge. And again, maybe it's about how you carry this archetype, this Saturnian Capricornian archetype. Like if you give yourself a chance to be a work in progress. Um, and conjunct Pluto. Again, these questions, are you empowered? So... Um, you might feel one part of you wanting to make a change and another part of you feeling limited 
and frustrated or depressive. You might feel a heaviness, like what's the point, right? Despair and hopelessness are part of the Plutonian archetype within us too. Feeling disempowered or, or powerless, not strong or confident, or even weak, right? We, we fear being weak. That's a Plutonian thing. So you might find yourself approaching a subject or walking in and moving in a direction of empowerment or more strength and confidence and more giving yourself the right to be in charge of yourself. And then other parts of you might come up and feel, you know, barriers or blocks or try to limit things. So this is a new moon about getting to know your unconscious issues in a new way. Like I said, you might be inspired to take a step forward and then realize parts of you are trying to hold you back. So, so a, a depth of honesty with yourself, uh, you know, more uh, willingness to feel what you feel and, so to speak, face the shadows without judgment. This is called for. And it is square Eris in uh, Aries. And so you might find the thing you really want to empower yourself regarding, as I mentioned earlier in, in this thing, in this uh, forecast, you might find that you're sensitive, like you have a vulnerability or an insecurity and you don't want to do it because you're not sure if it's going to be successful. Or if I do this, well, then uh, all the people in my life who feel like they hold themselves back might be challenged and might give me crap. Like the last time when I did this thing and somebody said, why do you want to go do that for? And I realized it was her insecurities. Right, but so kind of like, can I empower myself, and can I be okay if others don't get it? Can I take others' reflections as indicative of something, but not necessarily uh, at face value? Because sometimes with squares, we um, we take in information that's challenging to us that actually doesn't work. And sometimes we take in information that's challenging to us that can work if we're willing to adjust and grow. But if somebody says to you, you're doing it wrong, you might not be. That's a secret to a square. Like that other party may have the motivation to share with you what he or she knows works, which may not be what you're doing. So it could work, it could not work. There's no clear, there's no black and white, hard and fast answer. But if everyone says to you, yeah, totally, go learn that amazing thing, it doesn't mean you should do it. If everyone says, don't do that, it doesn't mean you shouldn't. So you got to sort through their motivations, where they're coming from, and what they might be saying or reflecting to you through their behaviors and reactions that might be helpful and instructive. And with the case of squaring Eris and Aries, somebody else, if you say, I am actually going to do this, institute this 60-day whatever insert whatever plan here. I'm going to do it this time. I'm finally going to do it. And if somebody else who feels like a lazy turd <laughs> or feels like they can't do it or judges themselves because they didn't do their plan or that thing you're doing, their insecurities make them up. So you're insecure, they're insecure. And if it gets into like, well, I don't know why you'd want to go on a hundred mile bike ride anyway. You know, it, it's like, it's like, don't necessarily take their reactions literally so you can continue blocking yourself from empowering yourself. That's the message. Uh, and again, and because that can lead to some competition and conflict sometimes, even well-meaning criticism that stings a little bit, or well-meaning people saying, why don't you do this other thing this other way? 
uh, but it will trigger person trigger personal stuff and and so you might before you have total clarity on what you're doing you might find others reactions in this stinging way and your job is to like really double down on what feels true inside you because remember Capricorn new moon something is trying to birth itself within me something is trying to be born and emerge from me into the world into my life into my behaviors and attitudes all right and then uh Oh, sorry, one more thing. How did I miss that? Where is it? Oh, yeah. The uh, the sextile, my eyes just missed it. The sextile, oh, I know why, because the way I have this chart set up, it doesn't show the square to Eris, and I mistook something and was reading it weird. Um, I took this homeopathic sleep aid, and I've just been doing everything I can today to get it out of my system because I, I f feel weird and strange and hungover. Anyway, so I like had I had to take two activated charcoals just to be able to record these forecasts today. So anyway, so sextile to Neptune uh, in Pisces. And so there can be this intuitive nudging or this feeling of, if I do something logical, wait a minute, no, there's something else going on. It could be a non-logical intuitive thing. It can be inspiration. There can be kind of a creative element to it or where you feel like, like the way I like to talk about Neptune and Pisces is that sense of, um, like I talked about with uh, in Sagittarius, a search for truth, but you might not find it till Pisces. And you might feel like shaken by your lapels and like uh, zapped into a centered clarity when something feels capital T true to you. Or something like, or if an angel talks to you, or you, or if you're talking to me before a session, and then when you have a session, your guides are talking to you. The vibration's different; it affects you. So some vibration might stimulate this thing. You might have a very creative, flowing, daydreamy way of birthing this new thing, this new attitude. So you might say, "Oh, it's about a 100-mile bike ride," but maybe it's really about exercise, and you'll find out the details later. So you might have some things get fudged or some things that aren't clear and become clear later. Okay, and then, yeah, after the uh, lunation, the day after, that's when uh, Sun squares Eris directly, uh, January 13th, and then Pluto the next day at 24. So so anyway, so I think I went into those themes. Um, so that's the end of this forecast. Thanks for your uh, attention, time, and energy. And check out the monthly subscription service, or monthly or yearly, the, the, the forecast I do every month through tdjacobs.com. And if you're feeling uh, laden down by difficult emotions, uh, as we're living through very difficult times right now, um, check out HealingSuicide.com as well. It, it gives some ideas on how to deal with some of the, the deepest emotions that we feel that can lead to despair and hopelessness, uh, and also explains soul, how it sees your human life, uh, how suicide affects it. Uh, how it understands the learning journey you're going through. Uh, I think it's a, it's a helpful resource uh, for living in challenging times. All right, take care.